Welcome to the New Consciousness Now podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on our New Consciousness Now YouTube channel. Our goal is to be a conduit for the emerging consciousness on the planet and to anchor that consciousness more solidly in the present moment for our listeners. Your hosts are Gail Wolf and Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. And we're live. Hey, Welcome folks. to New Consciousness Now. Hey, folks. I'm Gail Wolf. I'm Dr. Jay Eaker. Yay. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about current well, we events. Just, we just, which is basically a code word for we're just shooting the shit and we, we didn't record. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're, uh, we're doing this zoom meeting and, you know, with the intention of doing a podcast and we just spent, half an hour talking about current events and everything that's going on in the news and, you know, all the 2020 insanity. And uh, Jay just had the brilliant idea. Hey, uh, do you think we should be recording this? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, getting in trouble so, for saying a swear word here. Oh, no. I'm getting punished for saying a swear word. Okay, love. Okay, love. Yeah. Daddy's got a potty mouth. <laughs> Daddy's got a potty mouth. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I'll I'll take care of all the swearing then. <laughs> you can stay out of trouble, Jay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just let me know what you want me to cuss about, and I'll I'll let it fly for you. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give well, you the uh, signal. Yeah, I'll give you the, now's the time because I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> we need a we need a good shit exclamation or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone exclaim shit. <laughs> some sort of sign language for yeah like now is the time like throwing a throwing a turd into a fan or something i don't know that's a good visual (laughs) now is the time (laughs) (laughs) that's funny anyway oh back in the day 80s humor Mm -hmm. so well we were talking about all sorts of stuff there. Yeah, all kinds of current events. And I, how do we get started? Well, what we were we talking about on? vaccines. Mm-hmm. We got started on vaccines, and really, you know, you saw something. Uh, I saw you posted this uh, Facebook thing. That's right. Yes, it was JFK Rob- Junior. Or yeah, J. JFK, no, Jr. JFK Jr. Robert, Robert Robert F Kennedy. Robert F Kennedy. Robert so F Kennedy he, Jr. He's related to obviously he's related to the Kennedy somehow. Do you have any idea how? He has the Kennedy name. <laughs> I actually don't know. Uh you know what I can do though? I have one of those computing devices right here that is hooked to the internet. We need a And I can we need a Jamie like uh, Joe Rogan has Jamie. Oh yeah, okay. Hey, Jamie, look that up. Okay, who is Robert F. Kennedy? Whoop. Sorry, this one's Junior. Now let's do that over. Yep, that's the guy. He's an American environmental lawyer and an activist author, an anti-vaccinationist. Mm-hmm. Kennedy is the son of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and nephew. Mm-hmm of former president John F. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. 
He is the president of the Board of Waterkeeper Alliance, a nonprofit environmental group that he helped found in 1999. He is 66 years of age. And it looks like he had Parkinson's on that video. Yeah, it sure did. It sure did. Um, that's, that's neither here nor there, but. Uh, yeah. But. Um, I, I see his name pop up from time to time um, <clears throat> on that issue. Yeah, he, um, he made some interesting points and i am not one that really i don't repost videos or news clips it's very rare if i do it's it's rare um but when i i watched this video of him being interviewed on a zoom meeting uh yesterday and he did such a great job of summing up the sentiments that i have about vaccinations vaccines and really the how dangerous they are and the reasons why they are and i i use that word dangerous intentionally because of really the uh the big money that pushes them forward when they're not ready to be uh out there and also the lack of testing as well as uh really um some of the other conflicts results of that conflicts of interest the other results that have been found of them that are not publicized um for example it one of seems like there's just so many red flags so many oh, possibilities for it to sort of like yeah go wrong yeah really really are a lot of red flags and i and you know it's interesting to to weigh and this is where i that i really find it interesting in our in our country in our world right now is that we have a lot of people who are really afraid of of you know getting covid and uh you know i'm, I'm just kind of expressing the backdrop of where things are it's like Everyone's really afraid of COVID. People are really afraid of getting the flu, really great, afraid of getting sick and so on and so forth. Fear. And so there's this huge fear weighed against uh, this desire to have a result. And so there's a degree of desperation in some people. And, uh, you know, people do uncalculating or sometimes overly calculated things in these cases. Right. And um, it's funny we like do dangerous yeah. stuff all the time. I mean, like uh, you know, why don't they uh, they make us slow down to twenty twenty miles an hour and wear helmets or something in our cars? Like that would probably decrease the death rate. You know, take it down to zero. Uh, you know, there's a vaccine for the flu but still i don't remember how many people die every year because of the flu it's like uh, it's kind of a weird well they're, thing they're just getting this fear two like two interesting things around the flu that i heard in the last week one of them was from that interview yesterday uh, 
Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he had said that there are studies out there that actually show that people who have the flu vaccine and have been getting it are essentially be, essentially be, because of the vaccine become asymptomatic carriers of the flu and it actually it actually spreads the flu more than if they did not have the vaccine right and then the other interesting uh it's like i've seen that like they're shedding it's like you you're you're shedding the i don't know you're shed, yeah you're the, as a result of your system sort of processing it you're shedding shedding it out shedding it somehow and yeah you oh okay i didn't know that that's interesting so that's what's the process that's going I, on not, there i'm not i'm not sure no okay okay uh, you're saying, you're being intuitive <laughs> I, no no i mean i just something i've i've heard just i just kind of like trying to back up what you're what you're saying are you how, how you're an asymptomatic are you, carrier are you following the the viral river of chi <laughs> That's probably, <laughs> I, I assume the same river of chi that animates my body to life is the same river of chi that animates a, a virus. It's. I actually believe you're right. I totally agree with that. And I, I think that's me and the I, virus are one. Yeah. On some way. I, I. Yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um. That you were saying, sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, it's all right. We, there was that was a fun little that was a fun little digression. It's so the the other interesting thing that I heard about the flu, and this is a statistical thing, is that and that I did not go on to the CDC website to verify this. So what I'm about to say is total hearsay, but I thought it was interesting when I heard it. Um, so again, this is not I have not verified this. But I thought it was worth mentioning is that um, the CDC they have a, they they show the numbers of the flu for every single year of like the month of reported cases and there's always a spike at, at various times of the year and we've had the the normal spikes all along through the last number of years 2017 2018 was actually the mo most fatal years ever more fatal than what we're experiencing now with COVID, in fact. And, and here's the statistic that I thought was interesting, is this is the first year that there have been zero reported flu cases hmm. during a number of months. Where'd they go? Now oh, they're all COVID. <laughs> that or the, yeah. They're all COVID. They're, right. they're going, oh, well, there's no more flu. Everything is now COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if we just yeah. put everything into one pile yeah the bottom line is i mean there's some sort of manipulation that's yes going on absolutely we're, we're joking about this and we're kind of kind of using a little bit of levity here but but this is actually a, a very serious issue that there, there are things that are being manipulated and construed you know set against the backdrop of a desperate population that's that's essentially at a point where a lot of people are just willing to do anything, even if it's dangerous in order to have some sort of relief or change. Mm -hmm. And, um, that type of, the, yeah, just, uh, I just don't want to feel the fear anymore. Give me something to feel safe. Even if, even if it makes it worse, even if I don't get to see my, 
my grandkids or even if I don't get to see my family or even if I don't get to go to a wedding or a funeral, just mm -hmm. make it so I'm not scared anymore. Right. Make, yeah, seems like they create <clears throat> the fear, the fear and it's like problem solution, create the fear and then, ah, but here's your solution. And I, I love um, that Zach Bush interview that uh, uh, Big Tree, what's his first name? Uh, Hal, Hal Big Tree or Cal Big Tree? I don't uh, know that name. I know Zach Bush, but I don't know the, I don't know okay. that. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a Zach Bush uh, interview that's gone pretty viral. In fact, I, I, I did share that, that interview as well. Um, but in that interview towards about three quarters of the way through, he talks about how we're as human beings, we're so conditioned to fear death and we're so so conditioned to fear any change in our health and view it as a state of, of, uh, uh, you know, so something negative degradation, degradation. And in truth, and you know, and truth, we're spiritual beings that go so far beyond the body that this is such a temporary and, and, and shallow existence compared to what we truly are, that death is not a big deal. Yeah, this it's, is a, it's, this it's is a blip. It's a blip. It's a, life is a blip on the radar. Life is a blip. It's not really that, a blip. Not that life isn't precious, of course. But, uh... It is. It's, it's not, to, not to belittle the entire experience that we're having here, but but it's not all that there is right. and that this is just a small piece of it. And that, I mean, if you, you got, know, got, if you have no connection, you know, like I feel like I can say that and I can understand that because I don't know, I have some sort of like connection beyond just thinking my thinking intelligence to that, to that fact right there. Uh, yeah. And I feel like, you know, of course you do too, but you know, if, if, if this is all, if as far as, for you know, for, I don't know. I don't know if the majority of people, if that's true. But uh, if this is all you got, then I can see why. You know, people would be. You have no connection to anything larger than you. Then. Yeah, so yeah. I was, I, I was thinking about. This. I, I yeah. Hold on to this. It's all you got. I was thinking about this the other day of of, uh, and this this plays into it is the idea that. All of us are like automobiles mm -hmm. that were just, you know, complicated cars walking around completely devoid, completely separate of, of every other element of life. And that you just got to put water in, you just got to put the right food in and you got to have some movement. So that way the, the, that our automobiles remain mm -hmm. healthy and that that you should be good from from there forward and you know with that mindset you know that's taking you know and and now it's it's interesting because they got studies that are going well now we've got studies show that if you have healthy relationships that you're happier it's like no shit <laughs> like who who's the, the the brainiac that figured that out but it but the world as the world health organization uh, says defines health as a state of physical, mental, emotional, and social well-being. I think that's wrong. Even the World Health Organization. 
I think I think that's wrong. Actually, I my like I would say it. In you, you know, I don't know if you agree with this or not, Jay, but um, I've for years I've defined health as an organism's ability to re, re the efficiency with which an organism returns from a state of imbalance to a state of balance within itself and organ organisms capacity to do that. And then I look at intelligence as an organism's to, uh, uh, efficiency in that matter. Right. Ability to sort of adapt to your environment. Yeah. Adapt. I'm just saying even the world health organization recognizes that, uh, you know, includes physical, mental, emotional, and social well-being, you know, it's not just... Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I, I see what you're saying now, that they're, they're, they're acknowledging it at that level. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Even them. But the, but the car analogy... Uh, it's like a mechanistic, you're talking like... A, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a mechanism, a like we're... Mechanistic, reductionist uh, view of life, which is that we're just sort of like yeah. machines... And the yeah. part that the parts like you could like the the you know they say the the sum of the parts is that the sum of the parts is not greater than the whole that we could you could just we're just made up of these parts and you could take out replace parts or uh but the truth is, is that the sum of the parts is much greater than the whole there's something greater that's created um than just you know than just our parts which is more of a uh, holistic view as opposed yeah. to a mechanistic or reductionist view which most the medical medical world is you know mostly based on this sort of reductionist mechanistic view yeah and it, it you know the the medical establishment as well as religion you know if you want to find god you got to go into this building and you've got to have this person stand in front of you and say certain things and or you and then then now now you're connected mm -hmm. you know and there's there's a lot around that as well or um and and, and and not even to just say it's it's religion but just the uh um uh, certain gurus will say you know you've got to go through me to get to god sort of thing um, which there actually is an enlightened path around that, but the way we think about that in the United States doesn't make sense. Um, it would take too long to really explain it here, but uh, um, but the ways that that gets that gets muddied and construed into something that is also uh, reductionist, if you will. But basically, that that you know that we even if there is a God, there are certain things that has to be, that have to be done by the person in order to have even access to it. And if you don't, then you're a sinner and you're probably just going to burn in hell for all eternity and, and suffer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That would be a bummer. Yeah. I think that would and, be uncomfortable. Uh, and yes. And that's a great source of fear again, that, can be used to sort of to control us yeah you think if you think man if every moment that you think you're gonna ah, am i going down the am i making the wrong decision am i going down the path what is the what does the vatican say about this 
I had a, I mean, I had a client, uh, I had a client, um, that I saw for many, 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 many years, nine, 10 years. She was under care. Her daughter was under care for the longest time. And I think they were, yeah, anyway. And all of a sudden, I don't know, just one day, uh, the, the network, this this technique that I practiced at the time, the foundation for the work that I do, network spinal analysis, network care, as a gentle form of chiropractic care. Anyway, uh, it got it ended up on some some list. There was there was some list that came out of the Catholic Church of techniques. I don't know who you know. I don't know who who's the who came up with this or whatever. But there's some list that came out of the Catholic Church, I guess, with different techniques and modalities that were, you know foreboding and network oh. and network care was on that list and all of a sudden after like 10 years she was like it was a huge part of her life but the catholic church she was a cat devout catholic and the catholic church said no good and she was like sorry uh yeah i don't uh i don't want to go against the catholic church so see you later yeah it's crazy yeah like, wow i can't what can't you know say anything about that you wow you know just neglecting everything that the body has been telling her and that her all own, these change, you know, amazing changes all the changes she's had, she's had in her life and just like you know on and on about what the great thing this is in her life and then just one day the catholic church says it's no good and she was like oh see ya yeah crazy you know i i had a i had a okay so for me, I look at that and it's like, wow, just our, where we give our power away yeah, and believe exactly. that we're, believe that we're powerless. And I, right. I got that's into, what the, that's what the theme is. We're that's really, about the, that's really religion, the theme we're talking, we're talking about. talking about the medical establishment, the vaccines, the all vaccine. of this is giving our yep. power away. Yep. You're right. Really is the essence of it. That's the I, I got into, um, I got into a, I'll, I'll call it a discussion on, on, a, on, a, on a post on Facebook this last week. Uh, a friend of mine had posted something about uh, wearing masks and a couple of different things like that. We went, oh we went back and forth on a few different things and uh, a lot of hot topics. And in one of the comments that she uh, explained or expressed back to me she goes you're 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 dancing the fine line of blaming the victim and uh and i remember uh, i got it i we still and we went i went back and forth with that and then another person jumped in on me as well on this mm. and then and i realized like i'm not like there is a fine line and, and here's what it is is that it's not blaming the victim the idea that the victim is blamed is a victim mentality itself and is, it, 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 it is the shroud itself that creates the victim. Can, you, can we break it down a little bit more? Can you tell me like what you were saying, what your argument was? Because so I, I know what you're saying. This well, is a good it is very good. This is a very That's good topic. Victim thing. Yeah. Um, it is a fine line. There was someone who got cancer. And it was a friend of hers. He got cancer. Mm. He refused 
Western treatment. He says, no, I'm going to deal with this on my own. I am going to eat organic. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do these things to make myself healthier. And he ended up passing away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in her responses, she didn't come out and directly say this, Mm -hmm. but there was a sentiment in her words and in what she was expressing that she was blaming the medical establishment and blaming him as well. And, Mm -hmm. um, and in, in that process said, you know, you're, you're blaming the, the victim that he should have, known he had cancer and should have this and this and this and you know what do you I was mean like, blaming the medical establishment what's that well she it was kind of a multi-tiered discussion um that could have went several different directions but but right. it ended up on this blaming the victim part and i perhaps elaborated some more of it than like uh, talking about i don't know like you know there's as far as like cancer goes or any sort of uh you know um condition or disease or whatever goes that you know if you're kind of like of a new age mindset you can sort of say like um you know well they created it yeah and you're blaming the victim they created it and um yeah, I don't know if that's what if it had anything to do that's, with that. That's that is what she was that's what she was harping on. Is is she she thought I was saying that and now to me while that statement there is certain truth in that it is also it, it it's true and it's untrue. It, it's like um when it comes to a person's empowerment it's not like you have the power to see if you're going to get cancer and avoid it. It's not like just because you choose health and you do good things for yourself that you're going to avoid all negative things. Uh, You basically improve your experience of yourself. You improve your experience of life and increase the chances that you have of leading a healthy, balanced, uh, vibrant life. Um, But the, the idea that, that you're blaming a victim and saying it is your fault. No, what I was doing, that, to me, that's when you say that the victim was wrong. That's blaming the victim. What I was mm-hmm. saying is, is you can empower yourself mm-hmm. beyond your own perceptions of what you're going through. In other words, right. you have a choice to say, I am a victim here, or I am doing exactly, I'm experiencing exactly what I need to have. And so to me, I was saying, I am empowering the victim. Mm-hmm not the narrative. The narrative is that you're a victim or the narrative is that there's something wrong about you. Not empowering that at all. That's the part that says you're the victim. What I'm doing is empowering you as a person or empowering him as a person in his choices to, to decide what he wanted to do with his life. And he chose a certain path and to me, there was judgment that she had over his decision. And she was saying that was foolish on his part or? It, not directly. It never quite went to that place because it, it went into this victim dialogue uh, before that. Uh, and then I actually did have someone that had cancer get on there 
and was is an atheist and um and we you know we went back and forth a little bit as well yeah and um it was just a very, very interesting dialogue where I was really seeing. I just had a thought like there's. Oh, uh, how we choose. Oh, cutting out on me there. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I lost you there. I got cut off. I was sure. going to say, um, uh, you know, as far as this sort of just had a thought about the victim blaming and empowerment and stuff, it seems like that sort of victim blaming, I don't know, it comes up probably a lot with the current, like the Black Lives Matter and other so social sort of issues that have been coming up lately around gender and all those things uh, around, you know, uh, women being, other uh, women being uh, taken advantage of or whatever, but um you can there's a fine line between sort of like going along with someone's uh victimhood and trying to sort of uh support them to sort of empower themselves like if you because eventually like when you wake up you know if you when you wake up you sort of like see the responsibility that you have for your state you know, you see the responsibility, the part you played. Yeah. The responsibility for that's where you it. are, whether that's it's, totally it. whether it's disease or whether, even whether it's, you know, something that happened to you, like, like rape or there's like part, a part that you played. That's well, you know, that's, that was un, that's unconscious or whatever. Totally. Uh, but you know, it's, but in my experience, when I sort of like, you know, all the, probably the things that I thought have been done to me or the things that I think the world is doing to me. Uh, you know, the, my, my, if I have money problems or whatever, like as I wake up, I always see down the line, like, Oh, I see, or health, even health issues. Oh, like I, down the line, I see like, Oh, there's a part that I played. There's a responsibility that I had. I was drinking alcohol. I was getting drunk three nights a week. Yeah. Your, your body. Yeah. Your body's going to, do something about that off uh or you know just different issues i always see like down the road like oh i had a certain i have a responsibility for this there's a certain part that i played so and you and then and then you're empowered when you can see that then you're empowered to make change so it's but but you know before i before i see that or before i have that awareness if someone tells me like if someone tells me like it's your fault or you're creating this or you know Love you, sweet pea. Uh, my my family's taken off. There, my wife, and my daughter taken off. But uh, if uh, anyone tells you, like you know, you're causing your own problem, like you're, you know, you that that part, you know, yeah, you kind of automatically assume the victim and go, Ugh, you know, like how dare you? How dare you claim yeah. that I I have I have power? How dare you? Even if someone's like, trying how, to yeah, how, you, how dare you claim that I have, yeah. no, this is being done to me. They want to defend that, you know, they want to defend uh -huh. that this is being done to them. Like, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. And you know, so, and so it, there's it, like both things are there. What can you do? This is, and 
and just for anybody that's out there listening to this and and thinks that we're being insensitive, I'm going to share a personal story about my own life and about something that happened a year or so ago. And because because this is this is honestly how I think, it is honestly how I approach life, and it works. I will just say that it works. Is that a year? Uh, February of 2019, in the course of one month, I watched my dog get run over by a car and had to, uh, because the vet clinic was closed and because she was paralyzed in the, totally paralyzed and had, uh, was internally bleeding and whatever, had to put her down with a rock which was one of the most traumatizing experiences of my life. My grandpa passed away. I went to my grandpa's funeral. While I was at my grandpa's funeral, my girlfriend at the time slept with somebody else. The day after the funeral and the day after finding out about what my girlfriend did, I found out that another friend of mine died in an avalanche. So these are all things that happened in a, inside of a month. It was, it was, I was devastated, absolutely devastated by my life. It had nothing to do with my health. It had nothing to do with my body where I could say my, uh, I didn't eat right or I haven't exercised. It had nothing to do with anything. It was all circumstantial around my life where I had nothing but opportunity to blame. And in all of that, there was not one time that I doubted that I was in the right spot and I was experiencing exactly what I need to have. Yes, I was angry as hell. I was really, really frustrated. I was pissed off. But I knew I was in the right spot. And I kept going back to that place of, I know that some part of me needed this to happen for me to be who I came here to be in this life. But that's how I approach life. It's how I approach myself. It's how I approach my experiences, how I approach all things. And now it's a year or so later and I am a completely different person because of everything that I went through. I had moments for sure where I was blaming, uh, blaming the girlfriend at the time. I had moments for sure where I was blaming the driver, but I knew what I was doing. I was cognizant of that. And now I'm in a place where I have great appreciation for what she did. She set me and do what she did. She did me a huge favor. And it's not because she's a bad person or that we had a bad relationship. She, she was following her calling to help me grow into becoming a better person. That's what she did. She was an angel and still remains an angel in my life. And I'll forever be grateful to her for what she did. And the same holds true with that person that ran over my dog. This is empowering the victim. This is what we're talking about here. It's empowering the victim inside that, that we are, none of us are victims. If, you, if, if we can embrace life in a different way and really have rapture for what we're experiencing.
there's ecstasy in every single moment. And so that's, that's where I was coming from when I was having these interactions with these, with these gals on Facebook was not blaming the victim. I'm empowering the victim. Like choose, be, be beaten down for a while. You know, part of the process is giving up on life for a period of time. That's the reset. We live in a society that says, if you're depressed or you have something really bad, you have to, you have to push on and drive through. There are moments where you just have to give up for a little while and say, I, there's nothing I can do. I can't do anything. I, I have to give up and I just have to be here for, for however long. And I'm just going to let the sadness and this darkness consume me. Let it have its way with me. Let this rage run through me. I'm just going to be rageful for a while. Not going to try to change it. But I know deep down that this is what's best for me and just keep going back to that place. I know this is what I need to do. I know this is what I need to experience. This is where I need to be. I know it. I know it. I know it. I hate this place. I don't like this experience, but this is where I need to be. And just stay in that saddle. Stay, stay, stay in that saddle. Because it, it, it's like, we're, we're designed to, to reset. We're designed to reset and flow forward in a different way. If we allow ourselves to go into that darkness, we'll, we eventually bounce back up, always. So that's what, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what we're talking about here. I guess we should do the oh, – that's a – thanks for sharing that, Gail. Sounds like yeah. Uh, a week uh, however that long that was a month or a few months of hell there of sorts yeah it was really the last the last year well i shouldn't say last year but the the 10 months following that mm -hmm. i will say well no the, the year following that was really awful mm -hmm. to be honest pretty perfect too i mean i'm sure you're you're still processing that still unraveling that but there's there's still some things i mean it still comes up that i have sadness over you know the loss of angel my dog and uh, mm -hmm. you know once in a while there'll still be a little tinge of of uh anger around the you know the betrayal but um but it's really not there the my the predominant the the overwhelming i would say uh relationship with all that is is gratitude at this point mm -hmm. right oh yeah it's usually the eventually well not always but um again in my experience if you um can have that sort of view of life and trust life and uh, have a connection to something bigger than you then you can come to a point where you know later on where you can look back and see those things as gifts that's kind of the ultimate as opposed to continually you know if we sort of continually are blaming or being a victim um yep it just kind of chews you up chews you up inside the ultimate yeah. destination would be to sort of get to a place where you can see the see the gift yep and all this sh the shite in the shite, <laughs> the shite storm. Mm -hmm. With that, sure. makes me. Then we, you know, we were talking about being pissed off about vaccines and all that stuff. So I guess 
you know, who knows what's going to happen exactly, but, uh, all, you know, again, got to trust it somehow, like all, all of it is somehow, I mean, the, you know, when we, again and again, when you channeled, channeled your guides and stuff like that on these podcasts here, you know, that's one thing that they kept saying was like, you know, you guys are just, you got to go through this. You'll be glad you did when you come out, you know, you'll come out the other side and you'll be glad you did. Uh, so I guess, I don't know to what, how weird or how to, you know, things are going to get, but, um, again, got to trust it. Got to trust it. Yeah. Gotta trust it. That's a good point, Jay. That's a really good point. And, you know, even bringing that trust into, into, you know, the position where we're at right now, where there's just a ton of fear around people, people won't reclaim their, people won't reclaim their, you know, you, you have to sort of like get pissed off. You have to, you have to, mm -hmm. you know, before people will, will reclaim their power, they, you know, you have to, sometimes you got to get, you got to get wronged. Yeah. Enough times in order for you to sort of generate enough oomph to sort of like say, screw this, you know, no more of this. Yeah. So. Anger is important. Anger is very important. Right. It's, it's necessary. I, I, to me, uh, anger is the one emotion that people try to bypass the most. Right. And it's one of the most important emotions that we have. Sure. It, it, people really, really run away from anger because they want to be all this love and light. And right. truth of the matter is healing and becoming empowered and really stepping into uh, our own bigness involves getting really, really angry in order to embrace that, that, that which we are. Right. Um, yeah. Empower, you know, speaking of the journey of sort of becoming empowered that you, I mean, usually there's going to be some, there's going to be some anger involved with, with uh, climbing back out of the, the victim. Yeah. The victim pit. Yeah. I, I love this explanation. There was a, a, a channeling I did a few weeks back for somewhere and they were talking about anger. And I love this explanation. It was that anger, what it is, it is, we go through our lives and we get fractured by different events where we become separate from our, our authentic and true nature, where something will happen that traumatizes us and it creates uh, a division within us where we no longer trust that we're safe or that we're okay or that we're loved or what have you. And we go through life and we have these happen over and over and over again, a number of times so we end up with all these little fissions and all these little, little divisions and all these, these, these kind of separated parts of ourselves. And then what anger is, and, and these parts that are separate, we haven't energized. We have not energized or had a relationship with these parts or these pieces. And so we are, we're half a human. We're, we're half of what we could be because we're, we don't have a relationship with so much of ourselves. And that what right. anger is, is anger is, is, um, is actually feeling these areas and actually feeling the energy and the life feed back yourself. into these areas that we had no energy in before. 
and that it's so much energy all at one time, it, it, it bubbles out and you just, it's just like, it's so intense. But what it's doing is it's galvanizing you back into wholeness mm-hmm. and to repress that process negates it where you, we, we, we don't, we don't burn back into one anymore. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's a re-embodiment process. Re-embodiment process. Yeah. It's like I see like, uh, I feel like, uh, some, some, uh, around christmas time or around halloween or something people start putting these uh blow up blow up halloween things on their on their lawns oh yeah so yeah yeah I see i see i can sort of i have this vision of like you know something like a a person getting blown up like it you know it fills you it create you know it fills you it, you're embodying yourself when when that's not there when you like are pushing it away it's like you stay limp there's some part of you that's kind of like limp and not not embodied not without life yep yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's hard to hard to hard to be who you are hard to be happy when you're not really being who you are <laughs> when you're afraid of who you are. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Be who you are. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I think a uh, earwig just crawled up my pants. Interesting. Aren't they supposed to go into your ears? I'd almost rather have it in my ears than in my pants. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna leave that alone. But I digress. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that it could have digressed a lot further, but I I think it probably we'll just walk away. We'll just walk away from probably that. Best. Probably best. Probably best to just walk away from that. <laughs> probably best. <laughs> Indeed. So seems like maybe we've spent ourselves. Could be. Is it time? Could be. To- no, drop hear, in, see from, from wiser. See, see what less, they say. Less oh. knuckle, knucklehead. <laughs> less knuckleheady uh, beings. <laughs> Those of light. Um, I will drop in. I'll drop in and see. Uh, see what comes through today.
<laughs> Humans are funny. <laughs> I come into this one. Silently helping him understand my name. He tells me we have to get going because there are people watching. <laughs> hmm. The limited perspectives of humans. What a gift. And what a challenge, indeed it is. He's close to having my name. He's right on the verge of it. He has the first three or so syllables worked out. It's the last few. He's so afraid to make a mistake. This needs to relax. Okay. Well, I will speak under the name of my alias at this time as the Lizard King. Thank you for this opportunity to be here. Thank you for this opportunity to connect with all of those of you who are listening, who have came through the other sections of this recording to get to this point. We'd like to add to your dialogue today, talk a bit about what you call empowerment from our perspective, to help you add a few pieces to some of what was already mentioned and already said. There are many, in fact, the vast, 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 vast majority of you on this planet have absolutely no idea who you are. You have absolutely no idea what you are. And that confusion is truly what creates your earth and truly what creates this reality. How else could things be so blocked, so reserved, so hung up, so removed? How else could time exist? How else could words be formed? Why else would there be language? If full understanding and full connection were truly known and experienced by all of you, there would be no need to talk. 
there would be no need to slow things down in order to understand. You would already know. Game over. No need for time. No need to talk. You simply are. And then what? Then, at that point, you are on to the next planet for you to observe them work through what you're working through. All of this is adding up to savor where you are. Savor the time you are in. Savor the experience of where you're at. It truly is a blip, as was stated before. This is a blip. Something very small, something that is not obsolete. It is what you are going through, one of the most vital elements of all existence, humanity, the earth, all planets of free choice that are in this universe and in all universes associated with this universe are essentially the head of the needle, the point of a needle is the point. Without the point of a needle, what good is a needle? It is pointless. If the universe were a needle, the planets of free choice are the point of that needle. So let's make this more pragmatic for you. We've just described that it's important for you to be where you're at and to be having this experience. That's the point of what we said. But truly, what this is, is a function. Humanity and free choice is a function of something much, much, much larger. If there were no planets of free choice, we all, all of existence, would cease to exist. Existence itself would not be just like a needle would not be without the point. There would be no point. There would be no existence. There would be no God. There would be nothing if the earth did not exist. So, why does that matter? 
Why is that important? Why would we bring this up? Why, 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 why? Here's the deal. In all of reality, you, humanity, planets of free choice, are the cauldron of creation. You literally are God. We worship what happens upon your reality. When we say worship, it means what we invest our livelihoods, our hopes, our intentions, our dreams into. We invest it into the planets of free choice. While you spend your time looking out when you could be looking in, we are looking in on you. Think carefully about what we just said right there. We are looking in. We are of light. It is the desire of so many of you to be of the light. We just told you, if you look in, you find your light. You find yourself. When you look in, you become us. We look into earth. Look into yourself and see the earth inside of you. Look inside of yourself and see the free choice that is inside of you. And as you know now, because we just told you, you are the point. You are what is necessary in order for there to be a God, for a reality to exist which makes you, which makes earth the head, makes you the point. However, the great conundrum, and this is one of the great facets that creates all of reality, is the idea of less than, is the idea of separation, is the notion, the concept that you are not. The concept of being a victim. When you are a victim, when you have not knowledge of yourself, when you have not knowledge of that which you are, everything is outside of you, including you, and because what is outside of you is not authentic to what you are inside, you feel lost because you are only seeing that which you are not because you are looking outside. But when you look inside, you see that which you are. You become the light. You become us. You become enlightened. They don't call it enlight out. It's light and light end or in. So, 
now that we have made a few of these points, we will go in lives. The first element of all of this is knowing that suffering is a choice. Pain will always be felt. It is inevitable. If you ever, and you have, taken a body, you will feel pain. You will feel pain, no matter what. Pain is life. Life is pain. It is one of the functions of being the point of the needle to feel pain. It is your choice to suffer. That is the relationship you create with your pain. The key then is discovering the relationship you have with the pain that you feel and discerning what elements of that relationship are causing your suffering. When you see those elements, comes next is will or stubbornness. This is where it takes a coordination between thought and trust to will yourself into a state of collaboration with the light, or rather acknowledgement and knowing of the truth that you are inside. It's kind of like this. Going inside, you observe things about yourself. You observe things that cause the suffering relationship that you have with pain. And when you observe it, you initially observe it from the outside. You see something inside of yourself. You notice a thought. You notice a feeling. And you look inside and say, oh, I just saw this about myself. Eureka. And you observe it. You have that observer. But it is an egg. It's already formed. You are observing something that you were able to touch upon. It became into your awareness through the senses you have developed, your quantum senses. And this quantum senses, the quantum senses we speak of, are a topic for another time. Because you only talk about the five that you have, and then you say you have a sixth sense that is quantum, your intuition. But you'd never talk about all of the senses that your intuition indicate that you have. Very few people talk about this, and it is a very big topic. It is one that is going to be emerging in spades as you evolve. This is something for the two of you who are having these dialogues to investigate with each other. You can talk about these things to discover more and more and isolate them. There is a book if you are willing to write it. We are planting the seed for the two of you now to consider. There you go. Run along and have some fun, boys.
Mm -hmm. Okay, back to our discussion. When you observe this piece of yourself, when you observe that element that is causing the suffering, it's like an egg. You must chip through the shell. But it's a hard shell because it has been there sometimes for lifetimes. Patient and steady application of love to that which you observe about yourself is what will help you to break through that shell or tap into the elements of belief that you hold within yourself that cause the suffering you receive from your pain. Once you tap through and get into the belief and you embrace that belief and you connect with it, you allow it to be within you, you allow it to reemerge with you, the first thing that happens is your experiences in the world change because the world always reflects what you are in touch with inside. And so oftentimes what it reflects initially is challenge. It reflects challenge back to you. Why would the world be so hard on me? Why would this happen to me? If that's where you find yourself, you will receive much, much more of that challenge until you say, thank you, world. Thank you, world. Yes, challenge me now so I can, so I can find the stubbornness and the resolve within my being to integrate the healing that I have just experienced. This one who speaks now relayed a story of something that he experienced a year ago. We just gave him a piece or two uh, about some things that happened in that time in his life. Mm. Uh. 
Integration is that easy. When you experience life, life experiences you. When you become one with your experience, no matter what that experience is, you become life itself. You tap into the most essential elements you, of building block of life on the planet. Life is awareness. It was mentioned in this discussion between the two of you that the life that runs through virus is the life that runs through humanity and runs through all things. When you become one with life, when you become one with an experience of virus or any thing that you are going through. You become life itself and there is no resistance to that which is. You align. What you just saw is the efficiency with which a being can align fully with an experience. We just gave him or helped him to see a final piece he needed in order to embody the full extent of what he experienced last year. We took him a year and a half ago or a little more to Mexico. He was excited thinking about certain adventures he anticipated would happen for him, with him. And he ended up with a very different experience that was very disturbing, challenging. All at the same time, took him through a series of experiences with medicine that took him very deep into his soul and into life, into different elements of his being and the challenges he experienced were a reflection of the depth of what he found inside of himself and the challenges were a gift to him so he could integrate all those experiences with the medicine and integrate the experience of having lived in Mexico and delved into his being in the ways that he did. What you saw just now was that integration piece of putting all of that back together 
so many deny what they see, so many deny what they observe about themselves, about their lives. They do not integrate or become one with their lives. They do not become one with their experience. And so they cannot integrate. They do not change. They do not grow. And so you find yourself in the same old patterns of suffering with the pain that you feel. It was said also in this, in this dialogue that rapture and ecstasy exist in every single moment, even if there is pain. And this is what we are talking about with this. When you meld with your pain, you are in ecstasy. When you meld with any experience, you are in ecstasy. When you meld with being a victim, when you give up on life, and you say, I can take no more, and you truly meld with that because it is your experience, when you meld with that, you are still feeling the pain, but you are not suffering because you're not resisting what you are experiencing. You experience ecstasy in the moment of some of the greatest darkness you've ever witnessed about yourself. You have ecstasy. This is the secret of it all. This is the secret to being the head of the needle. This is the secret to being enlightened, is being inside. Being to be is to not judge. To be is to not create story. To be is to unite. If we were to create a new definition for be, it would be that, to unite. To be is to unite. We will pause at that. Are there questions at this time that you would like to ask? Yes. Uh, I wondered, you know, this, the start of our conversation kind of started on vaccines and this sort of, um, I don't know, this fear that sort of like people like Gail and I have around, you know, the around people sort of like uh, forcing things like that on us that might affect that we perceive might affect our affect our health and well-being um yeah is there any comment or thing you can say about a situation like that where people are sort of taking our power away absolutely If that's actually what's happening, I don't know. I might just you are seeing a re you are seeing a recalibration of sorts in your humanity, in your collective. You are seeing right now essentially the results of so many of you deciding to wake up or enlighten 
And it's not just those of you who've chosen to enlighten that are doing this. So much is said about those of you who are enlightened or are of the light and how you are bringing this about, this change about on the planet. We would say, yes, that's true. However, it's also only partially true. We've mentioned in other channelings the element of the masculine and the feminine or that which gives or inspires and that which receives and is fertile ground. And you have this circular relationship that goes on with the masculine and the feminine. If you take a light and know that light penetrates the dark, you see the light as masculine and the dark as feminine. And there again, you have this relationship. You have on your planet those souls who are dark. You have those souls who are not of the light. You have those souls who are dense, if you will, or not awake, if you will. Those souls have chosen to open up this much. They've opened up this much, just a little bit. They've opened themselves to receive those of you who've been burning at the stake lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. You've cracked the shell of the egg with your patient love. You've gotten into that shell of darkness. It is their receiving of what you've been giving lifetime after lifetime after lifetime that has enabled the earth to open. It is said that the feminine will lead the way in this evolution. This is not about women having control of the planet. That is an imbalanced perception. It is about the reception. It is about the darkness receiving the light because of the patient and steady love that the light has been holding for the darkness. How this relates to this time is that the darkness is now standing up to challenge the light or to galvanize what is going to happen in humanity. This is a decision point. Much like the healing that has gone on in humanity, much like the healing that went on in the speaker's life and then was presented with challenge, this is the same scenario. You have a humanity, the collective consciousness of humanity, that has decided to ascend and grow and receive some of the light and to integrate that light. And now you have the friction that galvanizes it into the unification of humanity. And it is this process that you are in right now that's been considered and called the great battle. We would call it the great galvanizing.
And there are multiple levels and multiple layers at which this galvanizing happens. It is through every chakra that you have within your bodies that is being poked at right now. Observe this for a moment, if you will. Observe all the different elements that are happening in your planet. Every chakra is affected. This vaccination process, your resistance to it, is a part of the stubbornness that is necessary for you to hold for yourself. This is a part of the process, is to know yourself. It is a test of energy, a test as in an alignment of energy, galvanizing you within your beings. You must know where you are galvanizing. You must know where you are going when you go into your being. Knowing where you stand based on the fear in every chakra that is being brought up right now helps you to know yourself because there are those of the light who only speak of the light but do not know themselves where they need to embrace their own feminine nature to receive their own darkness. This is a part of it. And there are those of the light who are here, who are siding with the darkness so they can receive the vaccinations to have darkness awaken within them. It is the only way for some people to go inside is to have something absolutely foreign put into them. So understand that there is a collaboration with even those who claim to oppose it and fight it, but their soul wants it for them, for their own evolution, so they can feel the darkness inside. The liquid in these vaccinations is based in darkness. It is dark. It is based in greed. It is based in misappropriation of money. It is based in manipulation. It is based in the belief of separation. It is based in fear. Consider for a moment the circumstances. The energy of the circumstances that exist within your planet that are calling for the creation of this liquid in that needle and syringe. It is fear and it is darkness. What else could that liquid be other than fear and darkness itself? Consider these things for a moment because that is what is getting in putting in, that is what is getting put into your body when you line up for that. But Again, this is the only way for some people to know themselves is to have that put into themselves and then to deal with how they feel for quite a while afterwards.
And by the way, those of you who are of the light and, be, and are adept at working with it can receive these shots and transmute it. And there are a number of you on the planet at this time who are here for that purpose. Those of the light who do receive these shots will develop the capacity within themselves to transmute that darkness. They will do so on behalf of the many who cannot. Has this been helpful for you to hear? Yes, thanks. That's, uh, that's a clarifying information there. Thank you. Are there any other questions that you would like to ask at this time? Can't say that I have any more questions. If there's anything that you want to say in closing. We are so proud of you all. We are so proud and happy for you all in where you are at in the perspectives that you have. Even in the moments of darkness, when you want to give up during this time, again, go back to the simplicity of accepting and being present with all that you are experiencing. We know these times are a challenge for many of you. We know that there is suffering that is happening. We hope that in these messages that this suffering can and will be shifted. Where you are going as a collective and as a planet is so worth it to be to be, to be where you are right now. We are relying on you. And we have placed our reliance in a very, very safe place. Blessed be. Wow. Holy cow. 
me through that. That was cool. Can you, you don't have to, can you share anything about what they, you said they showed you about that time in your life? You don't have to, if, you, if that's too personal or something, of course, but uh, caught my attention. I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know yet. Uh, what? It was like, uh, I do know. I think it's told me. <laughs> like, this is what it was. Um, um, there was still, there was still a lingering belief I had out all of it being kind of a, a mistake or um that that i had um not followed my intuitive guidance the way i wish i would have to have had a more graceful path to get to where i am right now like you um, avoided it somehow if you'd have been paying yeah attention. it's like i could have avoided avoided all that somehow or whatever and they were like they just showed like it was the sincerity of your intentions that brought you through all this to where you're at now. And, and it was kind of like you're, if you know, they're like, look at the context of what you're talking about with the, the relationship with suffering and look how my relationship with suffering during that time uh wasn't as could have been was even though it was it was good it 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 still wasn't optimal and so uh there was still a part of me that was in this place of of, of believing i was victimized and that i was a victim and it was kind of this this next piece of like you weren't this was exactly perfect for you it was divinely orchestrated it's exactly what your soul called into experience uh it, it's just like it there's a, a part of me that just got to finally rest to just be at peace mm -hmm. just it's nice Right. And there's also this really strong sense that that they were giving me at the end, like the very last statement uh, as we're closing about where we're going mm -hmm. is really how what an amazing place Earth is becoming. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's messy for a while. It, it really is going to be messy for a while. But there, it's like we get, we get galvanized into a really, really great place, really great place, uh, 
what we what we come into, what we become, what we're emerging into really is worth uh, all of this. Hmm. It was really was very encouraging. That could be thousands of years down the line, though, huh? It did not give a timeline. (laughs) (laughs) It did not show that. But it ensured it's like this is inescapable at this point. Inescapable. That's hopeful. Yeah. Remember, uh, oh, let's go ahead. No, I was just saying, indeed, it's kind of agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the, I kind of uh, was drifting off there a little bit when they were talking about some topic. And then they were ta- saying, like, that we should write a book. Ha, 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 have fun. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes, 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 I do. Uh, I do know what they're talking about there. This is interesting. I, I had never seen this before or considered it. Um, we'll talk about our, our linear senses. We'll talk about our, our smell, our taste, our touch, our sight, our, uh, you know, our, our five senses. And then people say, well, we also have six senses. We have, we have intuition. And they were saying, yes, intuition, but what are the, in, the intuitive senses? What are the quantum senses? The quantum senses. And they're, they're talking about, they're, they're saying to start looking at the quantum senses. It's the quantum senses that enable enlightenment and ascension to truly happen our senses of the 3d world are active and they reinforce the 3d world. But what are the senses that we have inside that tell us about God, Mm. that these senses have been known about and studied in, in other uh, uh, cultures and times on the planet, but it's been buried and hidden and, and, Mm -hmm. and kept away. But there are definitive senses that we have, quantum senses that we have inside that are keys to enlightenment. And when you start to use these senses, it goes beyond having to trust. Mm. It goes into knowledge. Mm. What are the enlightened quantum senses? Mm-hmm. I was kind of talking about that when I was saying, um, you know, if you, you, like you don't have to know, you know, you can, you can sort of trust things on another scale or know things on another scale if you have some sort of connection to a larger thing. And then lots of people don't so don't seem to have a sort of connection to a larger thing. And so, yeah, they are happy to see the dark liquid. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah in whatever form it comes yeah so they're anyway they, they kind of brought that up as a like a quantum sense they're, yeah they're, they're just there's kind of just saying something again about it. like you're the you're the perfect two to do it 
Wow. Well. Yeah. See if I can get my first book out. All right. Before I want to <laughs> dive into that project. Dive into another again. one. Especially writing one with someone else. That'd be an interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Probably would just, uh, entail a lot of uh, channeling on your part. Probably to channel the channel all that information. Be interesting. Well, uh, I should probably get moving on down the road here. So, this has been uh, has been New Consciousness Now, ladies and gentlemen. It's a nice long edition of New Consciousness Now. Uh, thanks for being here and being a part of all this. I'm Gail Wolf. I'm Dr. Jay Eaker. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time. See you later. This has been the New Consciousness Now podcast with hosts Gail Wolf and Dr. Jay Eaker. This episode originally aired as a video on our New Consciousness Now YouTube channel. Dr. Jay can be found at biosoulintegration.com and any of the social media platforms. Gail Wolf can be found at gailwolf.com. That's G-A-L-E-W-U-L-F.com. Look for him also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening and have a great day.